listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hi, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa. And we're the Soggy Bottom Girls. Welcome to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. Today we're going to be discussing, oh, so much, which will always include talk about the Great British, British Bake Show. Today we're going to talk about episode four, and I'm kind of, eh, I don't know. How did you feel about this episode, Lisa? I felt like it was all over the place, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's dessert week. Well, in America, a cookie is a dessert, and a cake right. is a dessert, and a pie is a dessert, and a pudding is a dessert. So. And a tray bake. A tray bake is a dessert. A tray bake. Also known as a bar. <laughs> I know. They make it sound so whatever. But I just feel like, I, you know, I've said it before, all these categories, like putting things in categories, it's just like, you know, why don't you make a meringue week? Or maybe right. that maybe that's too specific. I don't know. But dessert week, it's just, it's kind of all over the place. I agree. I agree. And, you know, we'll get to it, but the showstopper, a three-tiered cheesecake, whoever does that? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Just another, we need to make a tally mark of like all the ridiculous showstoppers because there's just so many. They're just. Right. And you think about these poor people buying what? 800 bricks of cheese, cream cheese at Costco so they can make their three-tiered cheesecake and practice and practice and practice. It's just crazy. Right, right. The eggs, uh, the ingredients are insane, honestly, if you're going to practice at all. Absolutely. And the time, so much time. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Time. Well, before we get to to the show, what – what did you make this week? Anything good? Ooh, what did you make? I did. I made several things. Um, my friend Molly, I put this on our blog. My friend Molly told me that her grandma was a meringue cookie maker. And I thought meringue cookies. And really, they're just tiny little meringues. So it's really just egg whites, a teensy bit of salt and cream of tartar. Just whip the heck out of them and put some flavoring in it. And that's it. So um, I made a whole bunch of... What did you flavor yours with? It was fun. Um, I made vanilla and I also had some of my coffee extract, which I tried to put in my taffy and it didn't come out very strongly, but I was afraid to put too much in and I probably should have added more, but it came out kind mm-hmm. of vanilla flavored, but they didn't mm-hmm. really did just completely melt away in your mouth. And the sad part, and I don't know if this will earn us the explicit rating here on um, wherever <laughs> the podcasts are... But I, I have, um, I need to get a good piping bag because I have the tips, but I lost the bag. And so I'm combining the tips with a Ziploc, which is kind of, mm-hmm. you know, low, low rent. It's kind of trashy of me to do it. Mm-hmm. But the first ones I piped, I'm like, oh, these are piping nice. Circle, 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 circle. And I look at the whole tram like, those look like white poop. They literally look like <laughs> the white poop emoji without the eyeballs. And so the next tray, I just made a big pile, you know, and just pulled it up and made a little curly cue at the top. My husband was like, oh, those look like boobs. So mm-hmm. I made poop and boob shaped meringues, which were delicious. Nice. 
Yeah. So it was something new. I just wanted a challenge and I just shipped them off all, all, all off to Molly at school where she enjoyed them mm-hmm. very much. And then I also made um, some dark chocolate salted cookies. And they were basically like a chocolate chip cookie made with dark chocolate covered in sea salt. Really good. Mm. I sort Sounds of wanted good. a little caramel in there, but that's that wasn't in the recipe. And then today I made Paul Hollywood's focaccia, which we should talk about when we do a nice. bread week. But yeah, it's been a busy okay. week of baking. Have you made anything this week, my friend? Um, sadly, <laughs> I did make another. I did make another cranberry bread because I'm an expert now at that. Okay, right? and it, it wasn't as good as the first time, and I don't know what I did wrong. Oh no. But, you know, cranberries are kind of reaching the end. And I'm thinking that I bought a bag of cranberries that's probably been sitting in the store since November um, because I had to really sort them. Mm -hmm. They can be a little little bitter. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. That might have been part of the problem. I'm not really sure. We ate it anyway. Oh, after our quick bread recipe or our quick bread episode, I should say, you Mm -hmm, were inspired. mm -hmm. and I was. And it was good. You never know. I just saw um, on the American Baking Show, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but the one of the judges on there, she said, baking can be very humbling. Hmm. And I said, yep, Interesting. for sure. Because you just never know. Sometimes it has a life of its own. I think that that's maybe part of why I'm loath to experiment. I have this weight on my shoulder about wasting and if it doesn't turn out what do I do to you know what do I do with it although now I give it to Pamplemousse my pig but um you know just the waste of ingredients or I don't know just the waste I guess has stopped me a lot from the experimentation I've thrown things right in the bin (laughs) to (laughs) to use there I put it in the bin when it looked like a right dog's dinner (laughs) sorry i can't do english i I can't do british but i wish i had a pig to feed to feed my mistakes to i do have a compost pile though Mm, that's good and you do have a gerbil for that i do have a gerbil or or not (laughs) he gets an apple core once in a while (laughs) poor bear he's on his last legs i'm sorry to say (laughs) classroom pet too many too many pistachios yes too many pistachios so shall we talk well, about creme brulee, darling? We, sh- we should talk about creme brulee. Have you made a creme brulee? I have not made a creme brulee. I've had, where have I had one? I've had a couple. And I have to tell you, when I was given a creme brulee, all I wanted to do was eat the sugary top. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. burnt sugary top. I just wanted to eat that crunchy sugar. In the middle, just eh, custard. Right. I'm not a big custard fan. Right. Right. I have made something similar to a creme brulee called a creme caramel, which is probably is the same thing. I I don't know. I'm sure someone out there does. But the same concept, you just make a caramelized bottom and then add the custard and then you actually tap them out upside down to serve them. Yes. Is that kind of like a flan? A flan, like a Mexican (laughs) dessert? Yeah, now that you say that, I think so. But I did it in the same kind of little ramekin, you know, the same mm-hmm. um, water bath concept. So I'm sure they're all in the same family. Yeah. But I, all these weird um, 
weird flavors and stuff. I don't know. Well, of course, we must talk about Sandy. <laughs> and Li- her licorice? Pontefract, Pontefract cake. Yeah. Which I did look is. up. And it is. It's like a piece of licorice basically flattened out into a disc. And that was sort of skimmed over a little bit. I, I watched it again and you could see her melting down discs. But I thought that was very risky, shall we say, and, well, and a little bizarre. Do, don't you feel like when you're watching British Bake, Bake Off, they're like, they use a lot of that black licorice flavor with anise and fennel oh, and all of that. Maybe it's more of an English thing. I mean, I know people who like black licorice. My mom, for one, she loves black licorice. But to me, it's, oh, yuck. I I just don't like it. So anytime they mention pontrefract <laughs> licorice, <laughs> like, ooh, no, I don't want to eat that. Definitely. I I actually like black licorice, but I do not agree with Sandy. I don't know if you remember her saying the the licorice flavor against the silkiness of the the creme is is sublime. <laughs> Hers wasn't said she was anyway. A, so <laughs> she was explaining it away. No, it wasn't said at all, and that was a common problem. Yep, a lot of them were like that. Undercooked flora. Who else? Oh, Paul, Alvin. Poor Paul. Alvin. I just have a frowny face by Alvin's name on my notes. I know. And we always just say poor Alvin poor whenever his name Alvin. comes up. Now, after Durrett, he's the second saddest one, isn't he? <laughs> he, um, I wondered what you thought about this. I understand that the contestants are competing. They're being judged. I don't understand what the problem is with a piece of bleeding fruit into your creme, like use the use of blackberries or blueberries. And I'm saying, you know, your berries have started to bleed a little bit. And I'm always thinking, so what? what? Does it taste any different? No. Yes. (laughs) I know. I know. They're just so picky. And you think, well, you want that fruit to burst, don't you? To release release its juices. In my very uneducated opinion, when I put a blueberry in a pie, I want it to burst and thicken the juice in there with the flour and make something delicious. But yeah, it's just another right, way right. that they're picky, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, they are picky. So Alvin's fruit did bleed into his, yes, it did. his creme. But <clears throat> I did want to talk about somebody specific. So Ian. Mm-hmm. He made this pomegranate two ways creme brulee. Yep. Fine. Not excited about it. However, did you take note of the way that he did his top of his creme brulee where he caramelized sugar first on a tray and then put it in the food processor and made a dust powder out of it and then sprinkled the powder, the powder already caramelized on his creme brulees and then I think just briefly in the oven to kind of catch it I thought that was really genius clever genius absolutely yeah that's awesome I like that and I made a I made a little note that he used molasses in his did you make a note of pomegranate molasses pomegranate Mm -hmm. molasses all right all right I'm sorry you're gonna ask me a question 
he did pomegranate two ways and then they said to him, you know, skip it or maybe pomegranate <laughs> no way. Next right. Time. Would have right. been fine. Yeah. Yeah. But they were pretty. Yeah. And they liked them. Any other brulee notes? I liked Nadia's little teacups she did for her. Oh, she, man, she is flavored custard. Yes, she's awesome. I don't know. I I always think you know um, the ginger would be a good flavor in there. Like Mr. Tamal, they like those a lot, and his came out well. And then poor Paul with his uh, scrambled eggs, which is probably what would happen if I did it. It would come out right all scrambled. So sad. Right. Or liquid. <laughs> so what, yeah, that what was... do you think about, tell me about caster sugar. Have you done any research on caster sugar? Because I've tried to do research on caster sugar. Because it's really not a thing. It's not a thing. I, I don't, um, I feel as though I have looked at that up in the past and not gotten anywhere trying to figure out what it was. But do you also know, notice that they don't really use brown sugar i have never do, seen them use brown do you recall sugar? them yeah or using that as an ingredient and i wonder i wonder if there's something about that as well or if well you know you can make you can make your own brown sugar which i've done oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> you really? absolutely can yes because it's just it has molasses in it so you take, I can't tell you exactly the amount, but if you are at your house, here's a tip from me, and you're out of brown sugar, but you have molasses and white sugar, you put it in a food processor and um, make sure that the molasses is evenly dispersed. It'll soften that sugar right up and you can use it for brown sugar. I didn't know that. Yeah. So maybe that's what they do. But now that you mention it, I have never thought of it, but I use so much brown sugar as an American. Yeah. Baby. Yeah, and so many recipes call for both. A lot of recipes call for a little Agreed. bit of both. Yep, yep. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to do a little more research on that. I will. I will, too, because I, I didn't, also didn't know you could make your own brown sugar. <laughs> yes, you can. Enjoy. It's very apparent who the, the seasoned baker of the oh, pair of please. us is. <laughs> who's, who's better at Googling things? I guess I am. <laughs> What's a good substitute for brown sugar? Oh, you can make it. Oh, okay. Okay. You can also make your own powdered sugar out of regular sugar if you if you chop it up enough in your food processor. That I have done. Oh. I have done. Or, or like a recipe called for super fine sugar. I was yes. like, well, uh, I think I have the tools for that. Yeah. There you go. Super fine. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of ingredients in like British baking, golden syrup for one. That Right. I've seen on some of my, you know, Facebook pages where uh, British people are talking to American people and they're like, where do I find golden syrup? I have no idea. And I think if you go to like a specialty store, like a section of like, we have a store called Meyer, which has a British section with like three shelves in it. And I think they might have golden huh. syrup there. I bet you're but, right. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that are different. Very different. Hmm. So the technical... Can you say it? A, I can't. Vin, she, vin torta? Vin torta? Is that what it was? Yes. But they also <laughs> called it like a chic, a chic 
torch. I just wanted to say a shit's creek torch. <gasps> no, but, um, you're going to get us that explicit rating, Alan. <laughs> but I, I did like that it used both meringues. And mm-hmm. again, I have not ever made a Swiss meringue, so you'll have to speak to that. But you are the pro at meringues because, again, you taught me how to make a pavlova, which is just a meringue, pretty much. I know. I know. It is pretty easy once you get uh, get it like in your head what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And the technical. But when you told me about, you know, how you made a pavlova, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could never do that. And honestly, <laughs> if you can put egg whites in a stand mixer, you're, you're home free. I've yeah. read different tips of like, you make sure you bake the sugar first, heat the sugar. And, I've seen that too. And I'll tell you, at least from my never to be humble opinion, it um, doesn't make a bit of difference. <laughs> so interesting. What ifs? but yeah, go ahead and talk about, talk about your vin torta. I, I actually would like to make one because, I mean, I think it was easy. I Maybe for, I'm not saying if I got those directions in a drawer and looking at them, I would have any idea what to do. Yes. But I did think that ultimately, yes, if you know how to make meringue, I'm sure none of them actually really did super struggle with it. So no, um, they knew. I don't know what, I don't know what Sandy was doing with her lid. But <laughs> weird. I, I wrote down. Uh, that was bizarre. I, yeah. What was she doing? Girl, I don't know. I have no idea. But that was a, uh, there was just a fine technical. I thought there's no, no big deal. I do think it's weird to ask for a certain flower and then tear people apart for having. For, for know, not knowing exactly what a violet looks like. Right. Right. Whatever. Right. But right. here, here's a question. I mean, I love a pavlova, I think, especially because you put the fresh fruit on it, you know, and you mm-hmm. could put a lemon drizzle or whatever. But mm-hmm. would you want a whole cake of meringue? No. Yeah. I do, when they cut into it and it's all crispy on the outside and it's nice and soft and marshmallowy on the inside. And you think, yeah, I'll take a bite of that. Right, right. But I don't want to eat a whole slice. Do you? No. And I will say that I'm the designated birthday cake baker for uh, family parties, extended family birthdays. Uh, I have three sisters and they all request cakes of me. And one of my sisters always wants a pavlova. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the pavlova that's great is she's a summer birthday and I just load it load it with fruit and the whipping cream. And I want Mm -hmm. more of that than the actual pavlova. And that's what makes it good is that you just have just less of the meringue and more of all the fresh fruits. It's a nice combo. And like Mm -hmm. Paul's always saying, you got to cut the, cut the sweet with something sharp or sour, as we would say, you know, but I just, I don't think I would want a whole cake of that or whatever, a tort of that, but isn't a tort a cake. Yes. Hey, yes. Basically. So yeah, I thought it was okay. And uh who was our big winner? Paul was our big winner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. poor Alvin back <laughs> in the number nine spot. <laughs> he was his, overbaked. His did looked it did look overbaked and it did have that sort of old <laughs> weathered tinge <laughs> to it. A yeah, weathered a, tinge. That's what you want kind of, in a dessert. That sounds delicious. 
Thanks, Alvin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but are you ready to go on to showstopper? Let's do it. All right. Three-tiered cheesecake. Three-tiered cheesecakes. Tell me what your take on cheesecakes as a whole. I can take them or leave them. Yeah. I have to say, have I told you about when I put my friend in the hospital with a cheesecake? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's a true story. Do tell. <laughs> it's a true it's a true story. Um my friend Belinda already had gallstones. You had your gallbladder out, right? I did. I remember you told me that. And yep. she um her husband was a doctor and he was like, "Eh, we can wait. You don't have to have that out or whatever." And we were having a wrapping party. This was oh jeez, 20 years ago. And um we all, you know, brought presents to wrap and let's all bring dessert and blah, blah, blah. And I made a chocolate chip cookie dough cheesecake and people know me and they're like, oh, she probably used light cream cheese, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I try to make things a little healthier. And she called me up after that party and she was like, hey, Lisa, did you use any like low fat cream cheese? And I'm like, nope, there's like three <laughs> three bricks of cream cheese and four sticks of butter in there. And she's like, well, I just got out of the hospital. uh, (laughs) It was, um, it made my gallbladder flare up and she wound up, she wound up getting it out. So I always say I'm a good baker, but I did put my friend in the hospital with my chocolate chip cookie dough cheesecake. Yeah. Full fat, baby. It was delicious. That's funny. Very Uh, good. So is that a specialty of yours? Would you say? Um, There was a period when I was like 20, when I first started teaching, maybe I was 26. And then maybe 10 years after that, where I made a lot of cheesecake, I made chocolate Mm. cheesecake and peanut butter, um, just because it was something new for me at that time. So I made that chocolate chip cookie dough cheesecake lots of times because who doesn't want chocolate chip cookie dough in their cheesecake? But yeah, I sort of gave up on it after a while. I think people were kind of, uh, over it after having it so many times i haven't made one in years and i will say that if my husband john and i are out to dinner that sometimes we will you know get a slice of cheesecake for a dessert i'm thinking of one of our favorite restaurants where they serve a gluten-free cheesecake that has pop rocks on top (gasps) um why don't you give that restaurant a shout out um, that is the High Rock Cafe in the Wisconsin Dells. And you should know a lot about cheesecake because you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't care. <laughs> but it is good. It's weird, but good. It's pleasant. Right. But Yum. Otherwise, cheesecake just doesn't cross my head. I never grew up having cheesecake. I think that's probably, it just isn't super familiar to me. Yeah. But. Yeah. Have you ever baked one in a um, water bath in the Ban Marie? I have not. I've Is that how it. you and Tamal do it? No, <laughs> Tamal has his own situation, but um, <laughs> I don't usually use a water bath. I actually have ruined a cheesecake because I didn't wrap it tightly enough. And the, oh. the, the pan wasn't... Um, the pan wasn't watertight. And so I'm always like, is it really worth it? If I went through all the trouble to whip cream cheese and eggs together, I guess it's really not that difficult. Anybody listening, go make a cheesecake. It's not that hard, but please, please not the no bake. Come on. You can bake, yeah. whip yeah. it up. It's eggs and sugar and 
vanilla and cream cheese, honestly, any anybody can make it, right? I, if you say it, it must be true. <laughs> if you can read, you can bake, says my good friend Prue. But well, <clears throat> Flora did a three tier cheesecake that was all the same type of cheesecake. And I didn't really care because I, I thought her cake looked beautiful. And she made those macaron, macaron on top and had some little dusting on there that was super pretty in her alder flowers. Yeah, but they would have said, what, they, what do they say? Stick with the brief, Flora. Uh, you should have put your time into your cheesecake. It wasn't a macaron. It wasn't a macaron challenge. And that's what she keeps doing. She's like, let's make some mad lines to put on there. Let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> Stick to <laughs> the breeze. Some tweels mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she should have done some different ones, in my opinion. Hmm. But anybody else that stand out to you? Um, I know they were they really liked Ian's. He had a trio of herby. I see. Said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Peanut salted caramel with rosemary, which I thought sounded really good. That sounds amazing. At least mm-hmm. I think. And of course, let's talk about Nadia. I feel like her fizzy pop uh, cake. I wouldn't have cared for any of those flavors because I don't really like soda like that. Um, actually, I'm from Indiana. We say pop. I don't like pop <laughs> like that. Um, but I feel like her cheesecake was a, almost equivalent to the lion bread sculpture you know Uh, the way mm -hmm. that she did that like Mm anti-gravity fall of the pop I just feel like it it almost is like legendary the way that she did that and what did she say she reduced the pop for like 10 (laughs) hours to make it into a syrup Mm -hmm. I'm like you should have just hit up the Jones soda company to see if they'll sell you some syrup instead of just boiling down pop but that was funny. I know that it takes that long because I've made maple syrup and I've has, has set a pan of sap on my stove for 16 hours to try to get a half a cup of syrup. I'm just going to say, it. how much did you get? <laughs> I've taken my class to the sugaring shack over at Bendix Woods and they tell us it's like 32 gallons of syrup to make a gallon or 32 gallons of sap to make I'm sure somebody's going to correct me, but I feel like that's what they said to make one gallon of syrup. It takes yes. so much sap yes. to do it. Yes. Yeah. So she must have done the same type of thing with her flavorings. I, I think you're right. I think it is legendary. I mm-hmm. think it's just one of those bakes that everybody remembers. And honestly, I don't think that the judges loved it, but they appreciated the effort to make those flavors and to make such an interesting yes. looking, looking uh, tiered cake. Yes. I think they really respected that. So can you imagine serving that at a child's birthday party? Yeah. <laughs> Just like what? Yeah. Yeah. Just so beautiful. No. So she did a great job. Yeah. That always sticks out to me. So, well, Ian gets stirred baker. Again, again, Again. this Mm -hmm. is what three out of four. It is three out of four. Three out of four. Three out of four. And Sandy gets the boot, and I don't think anybody's surprised, including Sandy. I know. What have we said about Sandy? She went as far as she could go. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> which I don't, it's, <laughs> it's almost like calling someone a simpleton. I don't know. If that's she's really not, like, she's a brilliant no, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not calling her a simpleton. I'm saying that it's almost like she went as far as she could go. Like her skill set's done, you know, she's done learning, but I, she's so fun and likable and absolutely like her closing comments are just so sweet about, you know, I'm going to keep baking and maybe I'll even get better. And yeah, I Aww. just love that. Mm-hmm. And you do, you go back and you watch them and they have, they keep practicing, they keep learning. And that's the mm-hmm. beauty of baking. You probably mm-hmm. never arrive. Even Paul Hollywood, even Paul Hollywood says, I've never seen that before. I've never baked anything like that before. And then he loves it. And then you think maybe he went home and practiced it and stole right. it and put it into a cookbook. Probably. Right, right, right. There you go. Yeah, well, you know, the way that that episode closed is like so many other episodes. It's so sweet, and everybody is so supportive. And you'd been telling me that you found the American series, and interestingly, it does stuff that points to why Americans are so ugly. (laughs) We are the worst. We are the worst. I'm not even going to name names. And I don't even know what I found it on Hulu. I found the American baking show and I love it. It's exactly like the English one, except or the British one, except it's um, American people. And mm-hmm. like the person who got star Baker, somebody gave him side eye. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> looked at him with the side eye. And I thought that would, that would never happen No, on the British baking no. show. And I will tell you some yeah. of the things that people do are just so annoying. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, I'm in love with, the, I'm obviously an Anglophile. Everybody knows me and my uh, mm-hmm. queen teacups and, you know, <laughs> tea tins with the royal wedding on it. I am in love with the Brits, but I don't know. There's something about the Americans. I just can't stand probably because I see too much of myself in them. and It just annoys me. <laughs> you know, I'm not an Anglophile necessary, except for when it comes to the British Bake Show. And it's just, I find myself describing it as lovely and it feels good. And I, I love how it makes me feel. And I know that makes me sound like a sap, but I love reality TV in America, but man, we're just mean to each other. And I'd love that that isn't a part of this competition, the meanness, yep. the backstabbing, the side eyes, it's just not part of it. And I, it's just refreshing and, it's just nice to feel it's good. Comforting. All the way it's mm-hmm. comforting. And I will tell you, I, I said I've been on these um Facebook groups where everybody's sharing their bakes, and so many of them, because you know, um England is shut down again. Everybody's shut down, like full on shutdown. And they're like, I, I'm baking to save my sanity, and the show is also saving my sanity. Even Russell Brand, I saw, I don't know if it was a tweet or a Facebook post from Russell Brand, and he was um, doing some homeschooling with his children. And Uh he said that he was doing self-care by baking. And he said, thank God for Bake Off. Oh, (laughs) I'm just telling you, I think it makes everybody feel good. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Instead of this yucky competition, cutthroat, whatever. You know, right. Instead of doing your best, you're hoping someone else does worse and then you kick them when they're down. I, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, I have all the walnuts. Does anybody have walnuts? <laughs> mm, no, 
that's chopped. You know how they do on there. Yeah. Yeah. But they haven't really done that on the American one, but still there's like little hints of that. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I guess that's why we're here. We love it. Love the original so much and love the way it, it makes us feel and how it's drawn us together. It absolutely has. It's so much fun to talk about. And I hope people are finding, you know, some new girlfriends here as we talk about it. And when I listen to podcasts about the British Bake Show, I'm off to the side going, yes, 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 I agree. No, they did use too much lemon zest. Absolutely. <laughs> just like just like sports. The only sport I like are baking competitions. Me too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, I think that's us. We're all done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake. <laughs>